Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 131, and it's an Ask Pete episode. Let me pay the bills first before me and Chris reverse roles. Um, if you have not bought Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? 101 tips on how to sell another million dollars this year. So hurry up, run, get this. It's on Amazon. Everyone that buys it, loves it, get your copy now. And if you have any questions on how to implement that, anything in there, I will give you a free consultant call up to a half an hour long. Call me at 419-560-3169. I will help you implement absolutely free uh, whatever chapter you want me to help you implement. That being said, let me say thank you to the Mattress Industry Network Group. Steve Hauk, thank you for sponsoring my show. Over 2,000 of your peers in this group. If you're not in this group, what are you waiting for? Uh, this is a great group. It's run by retailers for the benefit of the entire industry. And you can see the values right there. Help each other build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. If you are in the mattress industry, we want you in this group. It's 100% free. It's on Facebook. And just use that QR code and say hi to me when you get in there. Um, and I would be remiss. We, we At the time you are watching this, we are at market. And uh, if you have not gone into Bedding Industries of America in B1118, what are you waiting for? Not only do we have great mattresses, but we have a happy hour Every day between three and six. So find out what every what what it's all about at Bedden Industries of America. We have a family of brands, whether it's Eclipse, Eastman House, Hemingway, uh, Natural Tally, Millbrook Beds, Harvest, Englander. We make lots and lots of beds and if you're looking for something to separate yourself from the competition, check out the new Eclipse Curve or the uh, Eclipse Glacier or our hybrid Eclipse uh, split head mattresses. Uh, we were the first to make an American-made split head hybrid mattress. We have lots and lots of uh, split heads. And it's a great way to separate yourself from the competition. So be there, be square. Chris, let's reverse roles now, buddy. <laughs> I'm you, you're me. Should, should I be on this side of the screen or should I, I be no, on I, this side of the screen? <laughs> no, I think the other way is better. <laughs> Pete, looking forward to, uh, to chopping it up with you once again. And uh, we're kind of like uh, uh, time traveling here. You're actually in Vegas when this is broadcasting live. But if anyone has any comments, uh, this is going to be live, although it's pre-recorded. Pete, you're really good about jumping in and answering any questions anyone has had. I've never seen an answered question from Pete Primo. So I, I will jump in. And the dirty little secret is my schedule is so booked up on Monday that there's no way I could even begin to try to do the show and to do it right. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, 
my wife, Jenny, who runs the business with me, is coming in Saturday night. and She's going to be there all day Sunday and all day Monday to help me with my customers because we're we're practically out of appointments at this point. Wow. So, wow. Uh, we've been super blessed. Uh, you know, the show is rumored to be underattended, uh, but it's not been underattended by my dealers and I am as busy as, as could be. So very blessed. Will there um, be a steak dinner in your future? Uh, While you're there, going to be a steak dinner uh, probably almost every night, brother. (laughs) 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 So the answer is no, there won't be a steak dinner. There will be steak dinners, right? There will be multiple steak dinners. (laughs) Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's dig into some questions because we got a lot of them and and we've only got limited time. So I want to, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just jump in on uh, on these questions. So, in okay. no particular order, okay. Some of them uh, got a little long winded, so we may have uh, two different banners here up on the screen. Uh, but the first one is from Jack in Buffalo, uh, New York, and the question is: I've heard you ask the question on some of your podcasts. Do you own a business, or did you just create a job for yourself? How do I know the difference? Mm, that's a great question. Thanks, Jack, for that question. Um, I would say this. Ask yourself this question. Can I walk away for a week and not miss anything? And by that, I mean, are you the best salesperson in your store? And are you going to lose 20% of your sales because you're not there for a week? And when you come back, the store might be standing, but it you don't have the sales results that you should have. That's one measure. Overly simplistic is the next one. Do I, does this business serve me or do I serve it? Is it my master? And that's a hard one to answer honestly. And I'm going to tell you that at times I have come to the realization that my job that I created was not a business and that I couldn't walk away from it, that I was the business. And that's a mistake. The third test is this. Could you sell it today? If you can't sell it today, it's not really a business. It's just a job. And so if you have not created the systems, if you have not created uh, the the SOPs, um, and it couldn't be turned over to somebody and somebody wouldn't want to pay you for it, uh, you really don't have a business. You've created a job for yourself and you might have created a, a nice job for yourself that you enjoy, uh, but you don't have a business yet. Now, that that doesn't mean that you can't get there. Uh, we're all works in progress. And you know, the first time I came across these ideas was probably, oh my Lord, maybe 20, 30 years ago. Um, and it, it feels like a punch in the gut when you realize, oh my lord, I, I, 
I don't have a business. I have a job. Mm. And now, how do you create a business? How do you start to get those standard operating procedures in there? How do you start to systemize? How do you start to add some employees as you can? And it can't all be done all at once. So, Jack, that is my overly simplistic answer. Um, if you want to dive into this deeper, my cell number is 419-560-3169. Feel free to give me a call and, and we'll jump into it a little bit deeper. Chris, what would you add to that? You, uh, you interview some of the, you have some great podcasts, uh, guests, hosts, and you are constantly in with some very high level people, uh, people I look up to and, and, and admire. What would you add to what I just said? Well, I think the one piece I would add to this would be legacy. I had a job. Uh, I, I had a job for 28 years with Sony Music, and it was a job. Um, and yeah, I was squirreling away money, you know, 401k, like all of those things. And that was what I thought was like leaving a legacy for my family. And uh, what I was doing was I wasn't really living the life that I should on my terms. And I was letting the J-O-B do that. And so when you own a business, you get to choose the people you work with. And I get to choose great people like P. Primo and others uh, to to work with. But I also look at it from the standpoint of, to your what you said, Pete, if you're building a business, this is something you can leave behind when you're not here on this earth. Right? And so so that's that's another thing to look at is like, listen, there's nothing wrong. Some it, Owning a business and starting a business is not for everyone. It really isn't. Um, so you have to determine whether or not you can do that. But once I did that, I wish I had done it sooner because I, you, know, you can actually say, hey, I can go to the soccer matches where my son plays and, and, and go on vacation and I empower my people and lead my people to take this thing up so that when I'm not here, I'm leaving it behind for my family and for the other people that are a part of this business. And so I would I would add that one piece too is is when something when you're working for a job, you really are it's on you to kind of squirrel away your money to use that for a legacy. But when you own your own business, you have something maybe more valuable uh, that you can leave behind. Yeah, I I love the answer to the question, and I have to say this to you um, because we've been working together for a while now. And, uh, the way I got to know about you was, uh, Victor Antonio during COVID, mm -hmm. uh, sales after dark, which he yep. did three days a week and lifesaver. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, I got to hear about this guy, this guy that made some great videos and it was a podcast producer from. Victor Antonio and I don't remember if you remember the first time we talked. I said, you know, I'm just a little little guy over here at Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> I don't know if you would bother with me. And I was just like, a little well, guy over here in Atlanta, Georgia. So yeah, uh, we're both little guys. And you just said, no, you check all the boxes, Pete, for who I want to work with. And you know what? I I think overall it's it's been great. I've been happy to be able to refer you to some dear friends of mine who you do a great job for. And um, I, I would 
I just want to add one little thing. Mm-hmm. So Chris last year uh, went to Europe and was gone for a while. And I was never so proud of him because I understood what that realized, you know, what, what, what that really meant was Chris had gotten his business to the place where he could walk away and it could function without him because he had a team and the team was well coached. And Jack, that's not easy. Please do not. Misunderstand. It is not easy. It is not easy to create a business that you can sell, but you actually should be thinking about your business that way. You may not want to sell for 20 or 30 years, but when you start to run your business with, I'm going to sell this to my kids or I'm going to sell it to somebody else, you start building it in a better way that is more thoughtful. And in the end, it's going to be much more rewarding for you. And you're going to be able to serve more customers in a more meaningful way. Um, and listen, I'm just going to add one other thing. Chris, I can't imagine, uh, you are, you are a perfectionist to almost to a fault. <laughs> I, I call myself I can't a recovery. Imagine you working for anybody else, but I'm going to tell you my story. Very quickly, nobody in my family, unless you go back two generations, ever owned a business. So I was basically going to go to work at GE, like my uncles, like my father, like everybody else. And I grew up in a GE town in Schenectady, New York. And that's pretty much kind of what I was going to do. And and, and then, of course, I got bit by the football bug and I was going to be a pro football player all the way up until my I got cut from my third walk-on tryout. I think the last team I tried out for was either the Chicago Blitz of the USFL or the New England Patriots. And uh, it didn't happen. And so I ended up getting in the mattress business and it's been, you know, a blessing ever since. And um, I was going to work in the mattress business. I worked for nine years, uh, as a retail salesperson, then a sales manager, then a general manager and a sales trainer in the retail end of the business for my first nine years. And then I went to work for Serta Mattress Company that was independent at that point. And I just, I wanted to work my way up to be a VP of sales. I was a field sales manager. Uh, I was a key account rep and I had a great offer from a company called White Dove Mattress um, and I became their VP of sales. And then I had another great offer by Spring Air and I ended up taking that because it literally advanced my career about 10 to 15 years. And then that went to the opposite of heaven in a handbasket. Okay. Uh, and it was really bad. And, and I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, this, this, this owner was in the computer business. His name was Tom Wright. Go ahead and sue me, Tom. I could give a shit. I probably have more money than you do by now. I love how you wouldn't say hell, but you went ahead and said shit. So 
This is uh, yeah, I know that that that's the irony of Pete Primo, and you're fully aware of that after working with me this long. Right, right. So I'm in a meeting with him and my sales manager Steve Tipton, and he keeps taking his Rolodex on and off forcefully. Like when I don't give an answer, he doesn't like. And finally, I just looked at him and I said, "You know, Tom, you're telling me that this is wrong, but you're wrong. Your numbers are wrong." And you know what? If I, I I don't know what to tell you because it, it's almost like you want me to lie to you, and I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm not going to agree that these numbers are correct. They're wrong. The numbers are wrong. The volume numbers are wrong. The average unit selling price is wrong. And uh, he looks at my boss, Steve Tipton, like, "What the f are we going to do with this guy?" Right? <laughs> and and he starts doing that crap with his wrist. And he's like, I'm an ex-All-American football player, and I could crush him like without even trying. Oh, he's like, he's acting like he's, he's like a this little wimpy guy, and he's trying to be super macho. And oh, I'm like, geez. dude, I could just crush you. And I'm just I'm just literally saying our fathers in Hail Marys, <laughs> just trying not to kill this guy with my bare hands. <laughs> okay. And so I get out of there and, I, and, and, and to Steve's credit, uh, Tom really got indignant and he goes, how the hell do you know the numbers better than me? And Steve Tipton goes, he does know the numbers better than you, Tom. And I would, if I had to bet his numbers are on point, he goes, well, how do you know that? He goes, because Pete Primo knows his numbers every day. He's in there. He's asking questions. He knows where every piece that he sold has gone. And I've never seen anybody more committed to the business than Pete Primo. So after I got fired from that job, <laughs> I had a decision to make. Do I go corporate again? And I literally went into like three series, three deep on interviews with Simmons. And then the guy got pissed off at me because I told him I'm going to go to work for United Sleep Products, which by the way, was an in independent rep job with basically no, no guarantees, no nothing. There was a little teeny tiny guarantee, but I mean, and no ceiling. And, and I worked my fanny off and it didn't happen easy, but I was now working for myself and it was it was like jumping up and down on a, on a trampoline that could like, instead of put you up two or three feet, it could put you up 20 feet high and any minute I might not land on the trampoline. That's the way I felt because you have to understand my whole life, Chris, I was going to work for somebody else. And this mm. idea of working for myself, it was completely alien. Um, and so... Some of you guys and gals out there, and Jack, I don't know how long you've owned, owned your store. Um, you know, this is new for you. And if it's new for you, build it with the idea that you're going to sell it someday and build it so that it gives you some freedom and build it so that it serves you and that you're not a slave to the business. I'm sorry. I no, I, that's huge. That's I, huge. I, I went off on a tangent. <laughs> no, and it's and it's and you and you mentioned this earlier. It's not easy. It is risky, it, and and you just have to 
you got it. You know, if, if you feel like this is in you to do, then yeah. just know that this thing is not going to be easy street, man. It's no. not. It's not um, easy. No, I've been doing what I've been doing since I left Sony now almost four years. And it ebbs and it flows. And there are times when things are going awesome and you're like, oh my gosh, you can't, I can't believe that this has happened. And I just score this new. That's when you double down and you invest back in what you're doing. And you're like, I have to make sure I've got people that when I get two more clients or that when, when I lose three clients or when I, you know, I have things in place that allow for me to still continue to do what's most important, which is live life on your terms. Jeff Janakovo, our, our mutual friend and, and yeah. uh, you know, who's, who also does the big ticket life, talks about this all the time. This is, it's not hyperbole. It's like you can do this if you have a vision for what you want to do with your, your partner, your spouse, your kids, the, the people around you, your friends, what you love to do. Uh, you can you can do it um, by being able to to do to know the difference between owning a business or just creating a job for yourself. You uh, you have to be able to do, you have to be able to lead people, but also know when things fall apart and somebody can't do it that you can you know what you're doing. You know, like Pete, if if you know you needed to do a podcast and I wasn't there to do a podcast. I have a good feeling that you would be able to figure out somebody else or, you know what I'm saying? Like there are, there are things that you, you trust people, but you trust me that I would be able to say, Hey Pete, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. Or I'm not going to be able to do this, these next three shows. I'm going to try to take care of you, right? You got to, you got to surround yourself with, with people that can take up for, uh, for that. And you got to be able to have trust in those people and, and know that, you know what? It's not it's not the end of the world if the P Primo show doesn't happen, you know, in, in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I have a feeling you'll you'll figure it out. Man, I just hope this is not prophetic. Are you trying to give me no, some kind of no. signal? I'm, now you've made me very nervous. No. But Chris, I I, I want to pick up on something that you said. Sure, and it's really it, this is really important. So, a business. One of the ways that you know that you are a business and not just have created a job for yourself is you invest in your business. What, what Chris said about doubling down when you've got money and you have some profit, you know, I, I got a little extra money. And so I joined the elite gold crown business coaching group. I got a little money and I joined Jeff Janakovo's the battlefield alliance grow group his mastermind. And so I'm in two masterminds right now. Uh, I have two marketing coaches and Jeff is one of them. And the other one is Dan Cricks. So when you see these different and unusual ideas and you go, oh man, Pete Primo, he's the most creative guy in the world. Uh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I am not the most creative guy in the world, but I am the dog that's got the proverbial bone in his mouth and they mm. won't let go. Mm. Uh, I take, I follow instructions from people who are smarter than me and I have no problem doing that. So I would add Jack that a real business invests in its business and in itself and is looking to grow and educate not only yourself, but your key people. So I love that. 
I love that. You know, we could do a whole show on Jack's question, Pete, but we have I many, think we already, and I don't think we're going to get to all of them. Jack, I, I think you just drank from a fire hydrant, but uh, there's a lot of people that charge you a lot of money for those answers, and yeah. you're not going to get too many better answers between uh, what you just heard. So, so, so uh, Pete, before I read the next question, I think I think what we should do is let everybody know um, that these questions, if you want, uh, you know, a lot of times people aren't able to join live, and we go sure. live uh, every Monday uh, at noon Eastern. And listen, sometimes, you know, the door's swinging and you, you need to get to your customer, uh, or, you know, you just, that just doesn't work for you because you have a standing appointment. And so maybe you're watching on a replay, but you, you know, sometimes you're chiming in on the YouTube channel, but you're not really, um, if you want, if you do have a question, please email Pete, um, and, uh, put ask Pete in the subject line. And that way, Pete, you can search for it really quickly. You can see. Okay, I've got here are a bunch of Ask Pete's. I can put them into a show, and then we can use it as sort of like a mailbag um, sort of episode, yep. like like an Ask Pete, so that your question, like Jack in Buffalo, uh, can get answered. Because I'm sure there are lots of people that would like to ask questions, but you never know how many other people, like Jack, like these uh, Randy and and Andy and all these folks that are that have our have these questions there may be 20 100 150 other people that are listening or watching uh these episodes and these things apply to them too so uh certainly reach out send uh pete an email um reach out to the show uh pete i don't know if we've i think we put your email address in the show notes but uh, pete primo at ameritech.net or just go to my website and leave a note on my website either way. Yeah. By the way, I'm reinvesting in my website and you are going to see a new uh, and improved website, something that I'm always encouraging all of my store owners to do. Very and I'm good. finally getting around to it. So thanks, Interesting. Jack. It's a great question. And thanks, Chris. What's all right. Next question. Next question here. It's a it, it's kind of a two parter here uh, in okay. terms of there was there was a lot of words, so it's gonna you know it's gonna take. So here's the question. This is from Randy in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The TSI rep and sales manager came into my store. They seemed happy, but it changed. They're demanding sixteen SKUs SKUs between all their companies. If I don't do it, they will pull the line by the end of the year. I feel bullied. I do okay with temper, but I'm not sure it's in my best interest to give them more SKUs. What would you do, Randy in Fort Wayne, Indiana? Wow. Yeah, that's heavy. I've had a lot of customers have this problem lately. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. <clears throat> They feel like temper is important to have. They don't do great with it. They do okay. Mm -hmm. um, they don't want to add any more SKUs, and they're they're fifth. They're feeling very bullied. Mm -hmm. And um, I've heard this a half a dozen to a dozen times personally. I've heard of fifty or more cases of this exactly. Uh, the same 16 number keeps popping up at the beginning. Uh, Randy, it was six. We need six more SKUs. We don't care 
If it's Stearns and Foster, Temper Sealy, whatever, if it's associated with us, it's okay. Add six more SKUs and you'll be good. And then these guys got greedy and now they're demanding 16 SKUs. So, now that I'm a little less emotional, um, I will say this to you. First of all, I don't like being bullied. And I would probably tell them to go F themselves. But I'm not going to tell you to do that. I don't think that's in your best interest. What I think is in your best interest is to take a very hard look at your business with Temper Sealy. Um, skew for skew. How does it stack up? How does it perform? Let the numbers be your guide, not emotion. When somebody punches you in the face, the initial reaction that you have is to punch them back in their face. Right. But your family deserves better. Your family deserves that you put those emotions to the side and that you make a good, sound business decision. So as much as I would love to tell you, punch them back in the face and say, F you, I'm dropping you. I'm not going to recommend that. And no, I don't work for Temper Sealy on the side. And I have no affiliate relationship with them. And I have no vested interest in having them on your floor. So I would let the numbers be my guide. Um, the other thing that I would look at, Randy, sometimes we view our business in a vacuum and you need to ask yourself some, some pretty interesting questions. And, and so here they are. Um, number one, what, what does it look like in my market? Um, and why is this happening? Are my sales down uh, versus last year? Are they down dramatically? Is that why this is happening? Or is this happening because of the anticipated buyout that Temper Sealy has announced that they're buying the mattress firm stores? And am I at risk of them putting a mattress firm store in my little town? Or is that really not feasible for a company this size? Uh, with the population that I have, could they put a mattress firm store in my backyard. What are the percentage chances of that happening? You might want to comply if the numbers make sense, but I'm going to give you a crazy situation. So your numbers are okay. They're not great with, with Temper Sealy. You said that. So now, most mattress stores have 45 to 55 SKUs on their floors. A smaller one might have 25 to 35 SKUs. Uh, a really big one might have 65 to 75 SKUs. These guys want 16 SKUs, which is more than half your store if you're a small store. Mm -hmm. That's no laughing matter. This is life and death for your store this decision. And so you have to ask yourself, am I going to be replacing SKUs which feed my family? And here's another tougher question. 
And you're going to swear to God that I was paid by Temper Sealy to ask the question, but it's a good question. And, and you know, m- my job here is to fully answer your question. And you're someone is going to be saying, Pete, you're straddling both sides of the fence. Well, these are complicated matters. And I would not be doing justice to your question, Randy, if I didn't fully explore it on both sides, because I was a CERTA rep. I understand how name brands think. I was that, okay? And I've been a non-branded rep, and I know how those companies think. And I'm just trying to give you as much of a well-rounded answer as I can. So let's just say that I don't have any extra SKUs on my floor. I don't know anybody that has extra SKUs on their floor. Um, so. Let's say you're at 10 SKUs, so they're really asking for six more, which is what they started off with. Let's just say, so now I have to give them six SKUs, all right? Can I take six SKUs from my other vendors that perhaps are not performing as well and it not cripple the whole thing? And then the reverse. Without Temper Sealy on my floor, do my six to eight best selling SKUs still sell? Or do they sell because they are such a great value in comparison to a Temper Sealy? And therein lies the reason Temper Sealy's bullying to get more SKUs off the floor so they don't have to compete. So it's complicated. There's no easy answer, but the numbers are going to be locked in your metrics. Also going to be determined by how likely they are to put a mattress firm store. That is, that is a silent threat that they're waving at everybody. Uh, they're not coming out and say, I haven't heard of them coming out and saying it. But with all the press releases, with all the talking heads talking about the Temper Sealy buyout of Mattress Firm, which has not happened yet, uh, and, and perhaps could be derailed. Uh, I said that to a top 100 and he put his head down, his face got ready, looked up at me and he goes, Pete, it's an effing 95% chance. And I said, you might be right. <laughs> but it, it might not be. It might not be be happening here, but Randy, here's something. Whenever something hurts, and you, you, when you said the word bully, I got emotional because that's an emotional word. And if you feel bullied, never make a decision, a business decision when you're emotional. Mm. That's why I want you to look at the numbers and really evaluate the numbers. And listen, I've been, anybody that listens to my podcast, anybody that listens to me who knows me, one of the things that I constantly encourage retailers to do is to become friends with other retailers. If you don't feel like becoming friends with your next door neighbor, who's your competitor, I, I, I understand that and I get that. Um, if you could find a way to do it, and if you guys serve different markets, there might be some real synergy there that would benefit both of you. 
Yeah. Be open to that possibility. You know, I have rep friends who are competitors. They're dear friends. I will have a steak dinner with a competitor tomorrow night. And I throw business his way. He throws business my way. We love our relationship. We see the world differently. Uh, as a matter of fact, personally, we couldn't be more two, two more different people. Yet we've come together. We do business together. And it's not just because of business. We, we like each other. And uh, we're just open to the possibility that, you know what? Your competitor does not have to be your enemy. So your real enemy is Temper Sealy putting a mattress firm in that store in the, in the area. So I'm encouraging you to reach out and to form relationships with other dealers, maybe not right there in your backyard. Find out what's going on. Find out yeah. what the conversations are. Find out what their temper sealy conversations have been and what their plans are. And so if you decide that you're going to push back on them and you really believe they're going to make good on your threat, you should have a plan A and a plan B and probably plan C. If you are still in Vegas, Randy, go to B1118. And that is a shameless plug for Bed <laughs> Industry of America. And I'm going to tell you why, Randy, because we are the largest private label maker of mattresses in America and maybe in the entire world. And a lot of people don't know that. So absolutely. Thank you for pointing that out, Chris. Uh, go yeah. to 1118 and look at that portfolio of brands. Look at new, fresh merchandise that separates you from your competitors. You know, add split head mattresses onto your floor. Look different than your competitors. Have latex beds. Have two-sided beds. Have the new Eclipse curve. The, the new Eclipse curve is going to work better on adjustable an adjustable bed than anything out there. I mean, we've engineered this thing to be awesome and to fit into, slot into those temper price points and give your customer a better product. And so that's my shameless plug. If you're going to private label or go a different route, tap into a legacy brand like an Eastman house. It's been in business since 1866 with spinal zone, unique feature benefit stories uh, with the Eclipse Glacier, cold to the touch, uh, split head beds, which look uh, different on the showroom floor. Differentiate yourself from the competitors. Those 10 SKUs that you're given temper sealy, and instead of them saying thank you, they bullied you, maybe those 10 SKUs could generate a lot more money. So I've given you, I think, both sides of it uh, to the best of my ability. Chris, I know you're not a mattress guru, but I feel, I feel like I should be after this little masterclass, but I, I, the only thing I would mention is like you, you started talking about talking to other, um, other retailers and other people in the industry. I can't like, there is no way 
that I could be where I'm at or you could be where you're at if we did not reach out to people and get in things like the Mattress Industry Network, uh, Mattress Minds that Steve Hauck uh, runs. You mentioned Battlefield Alliance and some of these other sort of masterminds. And it's not just because you're you know, curious, lifelong learner, which I think is, is, is absolutely important. But, you know, in, in the world that I'm in, there is this scarcity mindset for content creators. Like there's this pile of money that's waiting for you if you're a YouTuber or this pile of money, if you know, waiting for you for Amazon affiliate commission and all these other things. So if you find out something that helps uh, for yourself, there's a lot of people that keep it to themselves. Because they feel like, well, the more I keep this to myself, the more I, uh, that's a scarcity mindset, the more I will get. Well, guess what? There is enough mattresses and there's enough people that would be buying mattresses and there's enough furniture and people that are buying furniture. Th- th- have an abundance mindset and give. And, and you know, this is, this is, it's important that you go into these things like the Mattress Industry Network and say, hey, listen, guys, I've, I'm feeling bullied about this. What are you doing? Yeah. What, what, you know, what, what should I do? You'd be shocked at how many people are, have that abundance mindset and say, here's some things that I did. Here's some things I would suggest. I'm not saying it's the right answer, but maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try that. And then when you receive that, give back to other people in that industry into that that's how this whole thing works if you have that mindset you know there's plenty there's plenty out there for people and and to just hold it on to yourself as some sort of secret is just it, it never bodes well for you in any industry yeah i love that advice and i'm glad that you kind of unpacked that a little bit chris um, it's not a game of keep away that's right one of the 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 best uh, the, the best retailers that I know is Scott Vaughn at Happy Z's down in Kentucky. He drove to High Point Market and he stopped in at um, Greg Law's place. Greg, I apologize, I don't know the name of your store, but he had breakfast with you, and you guys now have a relationship. Uh, I believe you're in North or South Carolina, and uh, that is what a confident professional store owner does. He seeks out relationships with other successful retailers that aren't in his trading area. And they have breakfast together and they share ideas. Be a good giver and good will come back to you. It, it always works. And don't, don't be a good giver just because you're going to get back. Pete said, I'm going to get back. So I'm going to give. No, no. Open up your heart. Boom, boom, boom. Like the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> Make it bigger and give and, and give for the right reasons because you want to help this person. They're going to want to help you too. And if they don't, next, next. That's all. It's very simple. So I, I so hope- is this the uh, mattress store that you're thinking? Sweet dreams mattress. Yes, sweet dreams. Greg, Greg is a uh, he, he's a great retailer, very creative, and uh, thank you for pulling that up. That's uh, all I needed to hear was Greg Law and the Carolinas, and um, Google did the rest. So that's uh, uh, that that's a good, is a good looking that, site. That, that's super good. So so um, it, was. This is Randy, right? 
that we're still on. It's, it, so, so Randy, I, I hope yeah. I answered your question. Uh, I'm not saying to automatically uh, drop Tempur-Sealy. You might need and want to keep them and find some holes and give them some extra skews. Uh, or you might throw them off the floor. And if you do throw them off the floor, if that is a possibility, use the market, the Vegas market. All right, let me tell you something about this Vegas market. It's very special. It's very special because everybody sat on their hands and said they're not going. And when that happened, every manufacturer worth his or her salt started going, all right, we better, we better create something. We better create something that creates excitement. They don't want to come to Vegas. Let's create something that is exciting enough to come to Vegas. And a lot more people are now coming to Vegas because a lot of manufacturers um, are doing some really creative things. Uh, I, I can tell you that Bedden Industries of America, you do not want to miss that showroom. You don't, do not want to miss I Love Pillow on the 15th floor. Uh, you don't want to miss what uh, is going on out there at a number of, 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 uh, so, so, Really, um, this market's going to be special. Take advantage of the market. Get a plan A, B, and C. And you may not even use it. You may not private label. You may not be bringing in a, some two-sided or some uh, uh, split headbeds. You might decide to stay where you're at, and that might be the right decision for your store. If you want to talk about this more, Randy, call me at 419-560-3169. I'm happy to help you in any way I can if you have any specific questions. So sorry, I was long-winded again. No, that's great. We've only, uh, we, we probably got time for a couple more here. And, and you kind of already answered this one that we've got here from Andy in Dallas. I'm new to the mattress business, less than two years. I'm so excited to go to my first Vegas market. How do I maximize my time while I'm there? Only there for two days, Feeling overwhelmed. Thanks, <laughs> Andy S from <laughs> Dallas. But you kind of you kind of talked about it, like get my pillow, and of course the uh, uh, yeah. happy work is is always a good time, right? So that's tactical, uh, Chris. But let, so let's zoom out. Let's go sixty four thousand foot view, and let's kind of look at it um, globally. So Andy. Um, when you look at your business, your business starts with advertising. A customer, God willing, comes into your store. They see your display. Okay. After they see your display, they're probably already talking to one of your salespeople. That's when your sales training efforts really start to pay off. Because they're either going to have a good experience with your salesperson or a not so good experience with your salesperson. Uh, then inventory becomes very critical. How quick can you deliver? How does the sales process dove into the inventory? And if that's completed, you're going to have a delivery. And if that delivery goes well, you have a happy customer. 
And then what you're going to do with that happy customer is you are going to get, God willing, a five-star online review. Then you're going to get a testimonial. And those things can kind of double up and dive right into the other one. And then the Holy Grail for a mattress store owner is a referral. And you should have a process for asking for referrals. Um, and, and I can't go into it that deep here. So that's how I analyze any business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I showed you this diagram that I created before, Chris. Um, and you said, that's not just the mattress business, Pete. That's any business. And, and you were right on the money, uh, Chris. It's any business. So I want you to grade yourself in your advertising. How well have you determined what's working and what doesn't work? And do you have a place that you can put money into reliably and get a stream of customers back out on the other end and do it profitably? Have you figured out the advertising piece? Okay. Then the next thing is display. And don't be emotionally attached to your display. Your display will evolve over the years. At the beginning, it'll be very basic. And as you get better and you see more creative displays, you're going to improve your display. Evaluate your salespeople. What kind of an experience are we given our guests that come into our showrooms? Are our salespeople greeting them the right way? Are they asking the right questions? Are they making them feel welcome? Um, is the store a place customers want to be in because it's different than other stores? It's, it has a better feel than other stores. It has a better display and better advertising and better trained salespeople. And then the questions of the inventory. Are you losing sales because you don't have enough inventory or your cut or your vendors that you have chosen as vendor partners? Are they delivering on time as agreed upon helping you to fulfill your commitments to your customers? And then are we as a company, are we systemizing? And continuously asking for five-star online reviews, are we modeling those in our advertising? Are we modeling them and reminding them in our displays that these are the expectations that our customers give us five-star online reviews? They give us testimonials and they give us referrals. Are, Are those modeled physically in your display? Are they on your website? Are they in your advertising? So... I know that you're just asking me, how do you shop at market? But I have to give you a, like a little mini lesson to get you to prioritize properly. So that being said, burn this into your memory. Pete Primo said this. It's contrarian. Market isn't just about products. Market is about expanding your view of the world. It's about expanding your idea of what a good display looks like. It's about expanding what effective and creative advertising looks like. Um, sales training, 
study everything. Study, study every space that you go into. What does the display look like? What are they offering in advertising support? What are they at? What are they offering in sales training support? Ask them to sell you a mattress in their showroom. So ask them, hey, if, if you were a, you know, a salesman on my floor and these beds that you think I should have for my floor should be on my floor, sell them to me. And if he or she can do it effectively and convincingly, then you might have something. And even if it's not a good fit, you might learn some new sales techniques that are really good. I mean, there. I'm going to tell you right now, I could sit at the feet of Steve Carnes all day, every day. I mean, he's just got a couple more years in the business than me. I think he's at 43 years. I'm at 41, but mm. he's amazing. And he was just on my show last week. Um, inventory control, inventory delivery, commitments. And this is where I'm diving back into the last question. The promises that are made sometimes by vendors are not actually what happened. So you need to have your little mastermind of your uh, friends who are in the mattress business that own a little sleep shop like you do in other parts of the country. How is their delivery from this vendor you're considering putting on? I'm thinking of putting XYZ vendor on. They tell me they deliver in one week. Do they really deliver in one week? And the answer is going to be one or two, usually no, nowhere in between. Yeah, they're unbelievable. They're super reliable. They'll be there within a week if they say. Or no, they're full of crap. They've never delivered me in a week. And it's three to four weeks. And I'm thinking of throwing them off the floor. <laughs> So market is about resources. It's bigger than just product. So if you thought that I was going to dive into, um, you got to go see this vendor for this and this vendor. I'm not going to do that. I want you to be strategic. I want you to take an overview of your business and ask yourself what you need uh, the most. And I want you to look at market as how are they selling this stuff to me? What is the display in the showroom? Is this a different display than my showroom is set up? And should my showroom be set up this way? Get Make a list. This is worth money. If I charge you $10,000 for this advice that I'm about to give you, you would gladly pay it five years from now. You wouldn't pay it for it right this minute. But I'm telling you, this is worth hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to you. You go to market with a list of retailers that you want to meet. Retailers. Meet the Scott Vaughns at Happy Z's. Meet the Jeff Janakovos. Meet the Greg Laws. What's the name again? <laughs> Greg Law. Yep. Sweet, oh, sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. Meet these 
people, make them part of your group. And you know what? One guy's going to say one thing, another guy's going to say another. And sometimes there's going to be conflict. But if you keep expanding the number, sooner or later, you're going to start to see patterns emerge. And that is the best way to approach market. Not just, I need this product. What do I need? So now I'm going to deep dive in on product because I know you're... It's Andy, right? Is it Andy? It is Andy S. of Dallas. Yes. So, so Andy, uh, this is the part that you really wanted. Ask yourself a couple of questions. Am I getting enough markup from this product? Is this viable in my business plan? Or is my markup store-wide a little lower than it should be? And this goes back into having this network of retailers of what's possible and what's not possible. Okay? But the surest way to go out of business the fastest is by trying to work at too low of a markup. Um, it, it's just always a bad recipe. Burn that into your mind and remember that. You always need better quality merchandise. You need more markup, generally speaking. So look for products that give you what you need. If your inventory, you don't have the money to run a heavy inventory, you need to be attracted to vendors that can deliver faster. Okay. Um, if you're not making the markup and chances are you're not that you should, you need more exclusive product that commands more money in a competitive retail environment. So we have to deliver a good night's sleep to a customer so that they're happy and they keep coming back. But it has to be done so that it makes business sense for you. So ask yourself, what do I need? Go to your network of dealers. And if you're not certain, now here's a shameless plug for the Mattress Industry Network Group. If you've only been in this business, I think you said two years, Chris. Yes, uh, less than two years. You're not in the Mattress Industry Network group, you're killing yourself, dude. You're, you're absolutely killing yourself. You need to be in that group. There's over 2,000 great people who are willing to share. Build your network today. Connect today. Scan that code, over 2,000 strong. Join the Mattress Industry Network group and go to the meetups. Now, something else, Andy, that you may not be aware of, there are all kinds of seminars um, at market. Go to those seminars. Meet people at those seminars. Network, network, network before, during, and after market. Do not just rely on yourself. Create a network and then extract the intelligence out of that network. And that will make you millions of dollars over a lifetime of being in business. What say you? Looks like we're almost out of time, brother. Ah, that is some, that's some like sage advice. And it's, you know, I know this is very mattress industry specific, but it's fantastic advice. Business. Yeah. When we talk about going to uh, the conferences that I go to, whether it's podcast movement in Denver or PodFest in Orlando or things like that, 
That's really what it's about. Meet other people that are doing what you're doing, network with people, um, and you'll get not you'll not only get better at what you're doing, you're going to be learning from other other people and and it's just um being around these people and you get stakes from Pete Primo. <laughs> isn't isn't market just about stakes? No, I'm kidding. Do you want to know something? Um I did I I I've done this before and I don't know if the opportunity will, will present itself at this market but uh I have done some mastermind um dinners where I invite different dealers from different parts of the country and uh, there's only one requirement I'll pay for your steak dinner but you have to share one creative business idea to help other retailers in the group and the first time I did it, I thought, you know, someone's going to say F you, I'm not doing it. But you want to know something? I smartly picked on the most compliant person I knew. And I said, we're going to start off with you. And they went all the way around the room. One person passed, but then came back and offered something really, really good at the end. Good. And it was a finance company that only might have even been. I, you know what? I'm thinking it was a lady, I forget her name. It was a finance company that nobody knew about and everybody started using and it was the next big thing. And everybody at that dinner got a head start on the next big thing wow. because they were at that dinner and uh, we were sharing ideas. So listen, I I don't want to get too awful preachy. I know I get that way sometimes. It's only because I care. Surround yourself with givers. When you identify a taker, just walk away. Surround yourself with givers and give as much as you can give to them. And they're going to give you back so much more. It's ridiculous. And sometimes as a giver himself, sometimes it's heartbreaking and sometimes it hurts and, and sometimes it's frustrating. Let me tell you something. I'm 62 years old. I'll be 63 in August. And you know what? I have an incredibly beautiful life um, in business and personally because I decided to be a giver at an early age. And yeah, when I was young, did I go around with my ego bruised and my heart broken some of the time? Yeah, I did. But guess what? It's built an unbelievably profitable career that more importantly is rich in great relationships. And guys and gals, there's not enough money in this world if you're not happy. And, and when you have a good network of people that you have carefully built up over years and you can lean into that and get some really great answers, You've you've got it made. You got it figured out. We're not going to get to the last question. And this it never fails, Chris. I, next next show, next ask Pete. That we'll we'll get to that one. So, Chris, thanks for a great show. Thank uh, you. Man. Did you want to add anything to that? I mean, I I, I just I I can't add. I mean that that's that's tremendous value. I appreciate you know being able to to do a show like this and and you know again a lot of that stuff it applies to any, any industry. Any business, any industry. So, Pete, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you uh, 
hanging and uh, have a great market. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. I, uh, I'm leaving tomorrow. Today's Thursday for you guys that are keeping track. And uh, I'll be on a plane tomorrow to Vegas. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys and gals on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, God willing. And uh, travel safely if you're coming out to Vegas. Um, oh, I have one request. Sure. Everybody that's watching and listening to this, take lots of pictures of Pete Primo because we need pictures of Pete Primo. <laughs> I am the most unphotogenic human being ever. <laughs> that is Once not in a while, true. I see a picture that I like. Yes, take pictures of Pete Primo and there will be a steak dinner with Pete Primo. If we choose to use your picture, wow. you will get a steak dinner with you and your spouse. <laughs> and uh, if we choose to use it and that, you know, anyone that knows me knows I don't eat out at, uh, at the Longhorn. Sizzler. When we're at market. We eat out at nice places and <laughs> we take our time and uh, we have a two to three hour meal. So awesome. thanks, Chris. That was great. Chris, thank, thank you. you so much. And I, I listen, guys, I just have to, uh, and please don't cut this out of the show. If you are thinking of doing a podcast or you're thinking about doing anything with video, this is the guy. Uh, Chris Stone is as good as it gets. He's a professional. He's passionate. He cares deeply. Um, and your business deserves to have somebody who cares about it deeply and is not just willing to take your money. There's a lot of guys that claim to be a quote podcast producer. And let me tell you, uh, my first go round was not with Chris and it was a nightmare. He saved me from it. And uh, if you are in a situation that's less than ideal with your podcast, I would encourage you to call Chris. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, I would do it. I, 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 just, I would just tell you this. It's not about the views and the downloads. Um, there is a lot more to be gained from doing a podcast than just that. Um, you could change someone's life with the right podcast at the right time. And that's the real reason to do it. The real reason to do anything, folks, is impact. If you have positive impact in other people's lives, the money follows. So just wanted to give a little shout out to you, Chris. Thank you. Thank for you. You do. You wore the host hat today. Uh, in addition to producing and in addition to uh, doing everything that needs to be done. And, and just so you guys know, I literally show up. I do this show for one hour a week. Everything else that you see, that's Chris. I have nothing to do it with it. When I first started podcasting, I spent 20 to 30 hours a week trying to do it. And I didn't have the time. And I certainly do not have the time anymore. So it's literally one hour a week for me. And I let Chris do all the work. And he does a great job. So call Chris Stone if you are thinking about doing a podcast. Thank you, Pete. It's an honor. I appreciate it. Nope. And to you and to everybody else, safe travels this week. Yes. And have a great market, guys and gals. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.